Welcome back, y'all, to City Culture. Uh, we're excited to be here today. Um, I want to introduce my first guest. Well, I guess it's my second guest because it's the second episode. But <laughs> our fire chief, Derek McCoy. Um, so, Derek, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, when you first came on with the city. Uh, let's see. So uh, I've been in the fire service uh, since 1998. I came here in 2019, October 2019. The time's flown mm-hmm. for sure. And um, so they hired me here as the uh, fire chief. And man, I tell you what, we, we I got here and realized real quick that I had a really, really great department, uh, really, really great city to work for. And, uh, you know, we've accomplished a lot of things in that relatively short amount of time. So I'm not real sure what you want to know about me personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- so your career in the fire department hasn't always been in Ocean Springs, right? No. Uh-uh. I, so I started actually with the county um, not long out of high school. And uh, I was there about a year. And then I went to the city of Gautier and worked there until I came here, which would have been about 21, 22 years, something like that. You know, but uh, pretty much my entire adult life, my career has been in the fire service. Mm-hmm. So. It's been pretty consistent for me. What's a what's a fun fact about you that people wouldn't know as you being a fire chief? Well, uh, let's see. I've got seven kids. <laughs> uh, that's the one I was hoping you'd mention. <laughs> you know, that's not the one I thought he was going to say. What? Which one did you think I was going to say? So when I when I came back to the city and I met you and we were I don't know if we were waiting for a board meeting to start and you told me how you went to barber school that you yeah I did yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I'm not licensed anymore actually but yeah I was a licensed barber and um, and the reason how that came about is my wife owns a, a beauty salon you know and a fireman works. Uh, one day out of three, you know, you work a shift and then you're off too. And uh, so I was looking for something to do on my days off. And she said, you know, you really need to go to barber school. And uh, I laughed it off. <laughs> and then the more I thought about it, I said, crap, I'm up here anyway. So uh, I went to school and uh, did that for a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, and then I got promoted to deputy chief, which is office shift work working five days a week so i didn't really it was really hard to be a barber and and be a deputy chief at the same time so i kind of eased away from that (laughs) i love it that's one of my favorite facts to tell people about (laughs) well i think that um you've kind of hit on some points that are are very interesting if we dig a little deeper into it and and that's who you are you're you're a very uh, you're a very like personable person that we all connect with and it makes sense that you'd even go to barber school because you're kind of the the cool collected person at the table at department head meetings that you know you just kind of you never bring any drama to the table you always have a solution to any problems that are going on in your <laughs> department and you just kind of always have like a joke or two and everyone just kind of like feels calm around you so I could imagine you cutting hair and just you know having those conversations right. with the people you're trying to connect to, that's important to you. You know, you're not just a fire chief who who runs a department. You're a leader, and uh, you have a lot of passion behind what you do. We can tell from the way that you uh, present yourself and the way you try to connect with people, even if they're aggravating you to death, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, that's something that, you know, we knew bringing you and Dana Brown, my guest today, um, 
uh, we knew that that would be some common dynamic between you guys. You're both just kind of just quiet leaders who yeah. who just have an energy that's um, calming and positive and attracts other people. It in. does. Yeah. It does. And so we knew today would be really fun because you guys, uh, y'all are y'all are still like in your prime of your career, leaders, still open to learning and and super like huge influences on our city in different ways. Um, Dana, I want to introduce you now. You are our um, our youth arts director here at the Mary C. Yes. Among many other things, you have several things going on in your career and your life. And um, and today I want to talk to you about that and then kind of the conversation between you guys about how you balance your life. You know, Derek with seven kids and Dana, you've got a family of your <laughs> own. You've got multiple avenues of your career that brings in your revenue. So tell us about yourself a little bit and, uh, and then we'll kind of dive in. Okay. I'm Dana Israel Brown. Um, Sarah didn't know how to introduce me because I have so many names. <laughs> <laughs> my kids, my art students like to call me Miss Rainbow because if you mix all the colors together, you get brown. Aww, I so like you. My, my uh, principal came to me one day and was like, uh, who is Miss Rainbow? The kids keep telling me Miss Rainbow. And um, I had to introduce myself to the principal as Miss Rainbow. Proudly. <laughs> so, Proudly. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, and, and that even actually, um, it um, came over here as well. I don't know how it, it ended up happening here at the Mary C. The kids started calling me Miss Rainbow as well. I think it had something to do with Alexis's little um, niece. And oh, so, I love that. yes. And so um, other kids heard them calling me Miss Rainbow, so they call me that. And, now. and you have the jewelry for it now. I, I do. My Literally blanket. today, you're hearing. <laughs> but then also, I got her a little rainbow necklace for Christmas. Yes. Christmas? It's yes. so cute. So I'm sure like your whole decor now is just full of rainbows from your kids and all the people who know you. Yes. Sometimes type of artist or a rainbow or something I've got the whole closet full of collection you know um our world the art world everyone's like oh it's so fun you're just over there having so much fun I see you prepare for your classes you're not only teaching classes here at the Mary C for mm -hmm. um, our youth art uh, category but you're a teacher at mm -hmm. school. I do. And you also work at a cigar shop. I do. And you get yourself involved in all these other freelance projects that are creative in some way. You don't only teach art uh, visually, but you teach sewing. I do. And you do science projects with mm -hmm. the kids. <laughs> and you keep them just completely uh, mesmerized for the hour and a half that they're in your class. I come in and visit and you guys are not only just drawing, but you're building and sculpting and you're creating environments. You're giving them challenges that are like, here's a bag of things. I want you to make something out of it in 30 minutes. Yeah. And then here's another pile of things. And you guys are all going to pull from it and mm -hmm. add it to your individual <laughs> bag. And then what they have to come up with, we, you know, I've seen her um, uh, end up doing these projects and creating a little show for them to celebrate, yeah. you know, what they've accomplished over the week of the workshop or whatever. And you know, you go in and you're like, okay, this is cute. This is an art show. It's a cute <laughs> art show. And, you know, she, she curated it so well. And, you know, we're displaying it really fancy in the cultural center and super special. But then you, like, go up to these pieces and, you, and you're and you reading, like, what they wrote on the bottle that they put the buttons inside and, right. you know, like, attached it to this base and elevated it onto this platform. And what what is it? What are they writing? And they're they're writing what, what they're experiencing. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm seeing... Um, I'm seeing a lot of different kids come through here with their own uh, experiences and, you know, 
how they're expressing it is just it's very beautiful that they can be open in your class like Mm -hmm. that um so i want you to give us a little (laughs) bit of insight into the reality of teaching children and and the preparation that happens and you know what you um what what comes out of all of it what you see in in them that comes out of yeah it. i think that the reason why i love my job so much teaching art um to to children is because a lot of kids they they have this huge imagination and they just don't know exactly how to you know um i guess let all those thoughts out mm-hmm. and to me i like to teach them the techniques of how to either bring it out on paper or bring it out and creating or sculpting or folding paper or, or however they could express what it is that's going on in their head. And that's why I give them the challenge where I put a whole bunch of stuff in a bag and I'm like, okay, it's just a bunch of random stuff, you know, see what kind of things that you can make and everybody's are different. And it's just, it's crazy how different kids brains think about how they can put together um, the same, the same materials, but they're all different sculptures and right. Yeah. So to me, I think that that's my favorite part of it is is getting the kids minds to just um, have to think about how they're going to do this challenge. You know, I think, Derek, you could relate to that in your own department, really. You know, you've got a whole team of people that you guys have your daily jobs, but then the the city uh, also calls on y'all for different things. It's not just putting out fires and training to put out fires. You guys help with all kinds of things, whatever's going on you know, we end up, departments end up kind of, you know, overlapping and trying to help each other out to get through the event or to get through the parade or whatever it is. So um, what, what do you do as a leader, as a teacher to your, to your crew um, that, that you feel helps inspire them to keep pushing themselves in their career, not just stop at a certain point, like this, how do you elevate the standard of, of their career as a fireman? Well, um, yeah, it's kind of a, a multiple-fold kind of thing. There's several things you need to do. One, and probably the most important, you have to set the example. You know, so, you know, <clears throat> I didn't have a desire to go to college. Did not want to go. I, I, I didn't even want to go to high school. <laughs> you know, uh, I was fortunate. I knew what I wanted to do at a very young age. And it kept me out of trouble, actually, because I knew – well, <clears throat> if I got in trouble, it would you know I wouldn't be able to be what I wanted to be. So I still did wrong. I just didn't get caught, you know. <laughs> but good job. <laughs> you know. But with that being said, you know, uh, I think it was uh, 2014. I went back to college online, and I, I started just taking steps. I got my associates, then I got my bachelor's. <clears throat> and um you know I, I would say without that bachelor's i would not be sitting here today you know uh whether it's right or wrong people want to see them degrees mm-hmm. and uh you know so it does help you progress you know throughout your career mm-hmm. and uh you know and i didn't stop there i just got my master's a few months ago in public mm-hmm. administration so I try to set the example, just like in that, you know, I try to set the example and set a bar uh, for my guys to follow. But I don't know. Uh, it's funny you asked that question because that's why I was late coming here today. <laughs> I was actually meeting with one of my shifts. And, you know, 
we're all a big family pretty much. You know, we live yeah. there. Well, I don't anymore, but they live there a third of their life. I'm there five days a week and then mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, but it's, it's more like family. And I think the most important thing about my job is uh, understanding that your only job, really, and your most important one is to be there for them Absolutely. as a person. Yeah. Uh, you know, ordering two new fire trucks, uh, building training centers, uh, you know, all this monetary, uh, financial things, administrative things. Yeah. None of that matters. <laughs> if they, uh, if they don't believe that I'm there for them on a personal level, absolutely. then I really don't have anything. So I try to focus on that and I'll stray from it. You know, uh, I catch myself sometimes. Just mm -hmm. like I caught myself, you know, here lately, you know, I mean, you get in this mindset that, uh, you know, all this stuff over here is really what matters and you lose focus for a minute, but something will happen and it'll bring you back Gosh. to where you need to be. So yeah. that's where I try to maintain and I, I try to uh, stay focused on that fact that I'm here for them, you know, on on this level. And if I take care of that and they believe that then all this other stuff will fall in place so and take so, care of itself. Yeah, so how do you think that kind of leadership that you have, you know, I would say that's kind of your leadership skill. skill um, how does that, how do you think that affects not only your department, but other people in the city? Because I, I would have to say that, you know, one of the few people in the city that I, I find as a leader it, is you. Like, you're like, gosh, today is awful. Let me text Derek. And, <laughs> you know, just get his insight because it's more than you're like, you know, that doesn't even matter. You know, you're, you're being, you're worried about the wrong thing. It goes um, back to that support, right. you know, that, that main skill set. You know, I, I honestly understand so much because for the longest time with this job, um, you know, it was me and my admin assistant. And this year it's been about building a team to help and learning to delegate and then realizing, you know, you know, they kind of, they call me little mama around here, you know, cause I'm the youngest one, but they come to me and they, they need, they need my support, you know, and in, in all things, not only in their programming, but you know, just, just in, in life, like we're energy givers, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So how do you think you came to that leadership style or skill and how does that not only affect your, you know, your fire department, but you know, other things going on in our city? Well, I think uh, I think everyone is a product of their environment and how they learn from it or how they choose to learn from it. You know, like I said, uh, I was I, I believe I was fortunate in, in to work for the the city that I, I worked for for so long because it showed me a lot of things that I don't think I would uh, have learned anywhere else. Number one, uh, I learned how to do more with less. Yeah. And we're still doing that here. You know, I mean, when you work for government, you should, you should do more with less. I right. mean, it's Absolutely. Uh, so <clears throat> that was one thing. Uh, also, I think uh, I'm gonna try to say this tactfully, but you know, everybody works for people that you don't agree with. You know, uh, you know, really, when you get down to a leader, a good leader, uh, I think uh, their 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 foundation is based on. Uh, good moral ethical principles now it doesn't say we're perfect right. we're going to make mistakes we're going to do dumb stuff from time to time but you, everybody has found themselves in some point in their career to where 
they're working for a person with the exact opposite, right? Their 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 principles, everything is in your mind is not where they should be. So you either one, you either become like them, or you learn from them. And uh, I found myself working for some people like that through the years, and I I choose uh, to learn from them. Uh, it's probably not the best media to share it on, but you know, uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I have reminders, right? You know, I have reminders, and uh, I when I sit in my office, I can look at a certain place in my office, and there's a reminder. And I tell people this all the time. People that come in, well, I, I say I tell them all the time. People will come in and they'll see it, right? And they'll say, what is that doing up there? And then I'll tell them. But basically what it is, is, uh, and it, it sounds corny, I know, but uh, when I find myself looking up there and I see it, it reminds me of who not to become. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it no, reminds wait, what me. What is this reminder? Is it words? Is it pictures? It's a picture. Okay. <laughs> it's a picture. Oh, it. now, now I got to go think yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. We're going it's into a, your office to see, yeah. see who's in that it's, picture. It's a picture. It's a picture, and it's uh, sitting way up high on a bookshelf, you know? Um, so with that being said, I mean, when I look up there, I was like, well. Is it the devil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close. <laughs> yeah. No, <gosh. laughs> Masked in someone's nah, face. But, uh, but you know, like when you see when you work for people like that, I try. I really do. I really try to see the good and everything. I try to find the positive in it. My wife will tell you the same thing. Uh, but when I look at that picture, I'm like, man, you know, he he really taught me a lot. Even if it was for the wrong reasons, he still taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And Boy, I learned from it. That's a really good so. positive spin. <laughs> Proud of that. Yeah. Glass is always half full. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dana, um, so you've been a part of the Mary C in some way or another for how many years now? Um, a while. Yeah. A while. Well, I've known you for just a few years. And you've been just a huge impact here, not only with your classes, but, you know, you, you give us ideas on how to, to operate things a little easier, make things a little user-friendly, think Mm -hmm. about the way the kids' parents are going to handle a program app or how we're going to, you know, deal with a bunch of kids for summer camp coming through here and, and, you know, sort of just that whole outline of things. You really bring a lot of calm to me and help in helping me do all the things that have to happen here. Um, I assume this is exactly what you do at your job. Well, (laughs) I mean, some, I mean, it's a completely different setting whenever I'm here and whenever I'm there, I use the same skills that I'm, my whole goal is for the kids. Right. But, um, it's different here because it's structured differently and, um, at school, I, it's kind of, I feel like it's easier. I've done it for 11 years and I, I just ha- I have my curriculum. I know the kids are going to come in three times a day. It's going to, you know, and, and I, I can just roll it out with, with my eyes closed. Yeah. And here there's always like a different type of challenge or, you know, there's different ways that we have to do things. And it's trial and error, to be honest. I mean, I started doing summer camps about uh, 15 years ago with my sister and, um, and an artist from Pascagoula. And I, I realized then that I love teaching kids and I love doing this whole program. I love the organized chaos. I mean, some people look at my life and they're like, how do you do this every single day? <laughs> but some people have to keep busy like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I know that feeling well. Yeah. Um, so uh, with with your classes, are you uh, are you trying to bring 
something individual to each class or are you building up to something uh, that uh, that's sort of like the bigger message? Behind? Are you talking about here at the Mary C or in all of my classes all in general? Them. Yeah. I think, like I said earlier, my ultimate goal is to um, teach kids skills that they didn't have or that they didn't realize that they had. And maybe they did realize that they have had them and I'm just kind of like pulling it out more and teaching them that this is a better way to do this or let me show you how cool it looks whenever you add this to it or, you know, and, and that's just my goal is to make them better at being creatives. And we're learning that children have different needs. Mm -hmm. They're all individuals. And you're dealing with children who, you know, may have a little bit of autism or a little bit of ADHD or depression or all the things that are becoming a topic these days. Yes. They're learning about it from, you know, the Internet or just the way conversations happen now. Um, so how do you balance that? You know, you've got, that's a huge responsibility. You're also going back to school mm -hmm. at this, at this state in your career. Yes. And, you know, that's a, that's a lot to balance. You're growing, you're teaching these kids how to grow. You're dealing with a lot of different modern things that are mm -hmm. brought to the table as a teacher. So can you give us a little insight into that? I was asking myself that same question just <laughs> yesterday. I don't know who it was I was talking to, maybe my husband, but um, yes, I have got a full plate right now. And I think the only thing that actually keeps me going and keeps me focused is that there's no way that I can look, that I can't turn around. I can't go the other way. It's your right. passion. Right. It's, it's my passion. I've got to finish and I got to finish strong and I've got to, you know, keep, I want to be much bigger than what I am right now, meaning I not that I'm not giving already, but I, I feel like there's so much more of me that I could be giving, you know, that I want to do. <laughs> that's like, that's a really wonderful goal and, and uh, thing to have instilled inside of you. You know, when you don't have that, you're not working towards anything in your life and it, and it can, and you're, you know, you're not thriving if you don't have that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got family, different careers, all these different individual kids that you have relationships with, mm -hmm. relationships with these adults that you're dealing with in, in your school and the cultural center. You know, Derek, you've got a whole department. You also have the department heads and the mayor and board of aldermen. Um, you've got seven children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're also dealing with a lot of the same things. Both of you have so much responsibility to so many people of different ages, right? Yeah. Um, do you, are, are you constantly learning how to communicate do you think you got a handle on it a little bit? Can you give us some advice um, in in the city world and in the arts and culture world as to as to what you're ultimately um, trying to accomplish with with these people in your life? How do you find balance? Well, it's tough, you know, and I th I think you find it by uh, not giving up on finding it, you know, and you just. You just deal with it. It's life. Uh, you're going to make mistakes. I do. Um, as long as I recognize it and correct it and try to, you know, try not to do it again, you know, I, I think we'll continue improving and getting better. But it just seems like today it's, it's more busy than than ever before, you oh know. Gosh, and yes. I, think, <laughs> I think it's because of, uh, uh, you know, expectations are always – increasing you know yeah absolutely you know like uh you know our kids you know they uh when i was a kid uh you know you i played one sport you know 
seems like kids play multiple sports. I mean, and require a thousand dollar cell phone at twelve. Mm -hmm. well, mine ain't having it, but <laughs> good, good uh, <clears throat> you know. But it just seems like you know, as life goes on, things get tougher and tougher, and you just got to deal with it. You know, prioritize <laughs> it. it and uh, you know, my wife gets really mad at me because uh, she said it's a guy thing. I I don't know, but it's like at the end of the day, I can lay it down, you know. And then sometimes I'll wake up and she hadn't even went to sleep. It's like she's constantly worrying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. You know, she wakes up in the morning, you know, right off the bat, thinking about what she's got to do here, here, and here. And, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's like, you know, but I, I think that's what you really need to do sometimes, just lay it down and pick it up the next day and, and keep going and see how far you can carry it. You know, I mean, I mean it's not going to get any easier. You know, I mean, unfortunately, the higher – you move up your uh, career ladder, the, the the tougher it's going to be, and so just doing the best you can, you know. I appreciate the realness in that, you know, because it is it's not easy. It's not easy being a leader at all. Like most of the time, I feel like I'm failing. Like every day, I'm just like, what can I do better? What can I do better? You know, and finding that balance and and having all the things you want in your life that that that's a constant task, you know, challenge. You know, Dana, if you want to answer kind of the same question, like how do you find this balance in all the things that you do and all the people that you work with? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, uh, my balance. Uh, I would love <laughs> to. I would, yes, lots of that. Um, and that is a, a funny joke that Sarah always picks on me about. But she's so organized. She's always got these notebooks and she's writing stuff. And I'm like, I want to be cool and write stuff down. Maybe maybe that'll help me organize my thoughts. But then I lose my notebooks and I forget which page I wrote <laughs> Dito, stuff on. Whatever. Your notebooks are custom made. She literally has like an emoji on all of her notebooks with her name <laughs> written out with her signature. And she'll like paste it on all these different things that she's doing. It's so cute. Like her sign-in sheet for classes. Oh, yeah. All. Do that. Very thoughtfully done. I appreciate it. But that's for my class classroom management and organization. I have to do that to keep up with that. But um, my my daily life, like my balance for all of that, I, I sometimes wonder that just like I was saying yesterday. I, I don't know how I do it, I guess, because I just know that these things have to get done. And sometimes I forget. Yeah. Um, and just do your best. I do. I do my best. That's it. Um, thankfully, cell phones have like little reminds on them now because I can I can remind myself to do things. But um, I'm old school. I still have like the post-it notes everywhere. <laughs> I have a pile of them. Um, so, you know, I think that I've, I'm sorry, I, um, I think that I've like from observing you, I see that you have boundaries, you kind of compartmentalize and you have your boundaries and you do things when you, when they're supposed to be done, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that's how you just get so much done throughout your day. You know, I, I literally watch you uh, not only prepare for a class, but you you'll end up like decorating the class for the theme of it and making all these props and you know, and putting the promotion together for it to get people to join in. And it's a yeah. lot of preparation and a lot of heart put into it and yeah. a lot of hard work and imagination. And it's just kind of incredible. Like, you know, I always talk about um, this building and like what we're doing in this building and, and then how it relates. It, it definitely relates back to like what the city is doing as a team for, for our town. Right. And uh, like, what you do inside of just a small classroom is is 
setting a tone and creating an energy throughout this entire building. Uh-huh. This like, building has an energy. This <sighs> this building is the reason why I came to the Mary C. And I said, Sarah, look, I'm Dana Israel. I really want to do something here. I have so much to offer. Please let me be a part of this place. I was like, please come. <laughs> come <laughs> please <now>. come help <laughs> me. <laughs> and I just, I, that that's what drew me to this um, to us doing what we're doing right now is because the building itself, I just being inside the Mary Sea, if if anybody out there in Ocean Springs has never just stepped foot inside this building, just right. step in here and, and it just it really it makes you feel warm and at, like at home and cultured. <laughs> well I think that's kind of just the theme for our town, right? So, you know, we talk about our small town charm and, you know, just feeling at home when you're here, mm-hmm. feeling the culture feeling. Um, so, you know, we talk about a theme for our podcast and we're talking about the bigger picture. And so how does Ocean Springs grow, whether it's, um, you know, citywide or community or culture or art, how do you envision or how do you want to see our town grow? This question is for both of you. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this town is really I, I love the way it's growing now I, I absolutely love um, that we have people like you guys that are always constantly making things happen in Ocean Springs we always got really cool ideas people from all around the, the state and even further than that come to Ocean Springs yeah. for the things that we have to offer and I I just love being a part of that and any any ideas that I have I'll throw them at Sarah and if she never mentions them again, I know that it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> or I forgot. <laughs> or she forgot. <laughs> but um, for this, the town, this, the city itself, I just, I, I think that what I'm offering to them is just to, to help be a part of, I guess it being a creative place for people to be able to bring their, their families and their kids. And um, that's what I, I, that's what I have to offer. And that's what I love, you know, about whatever it was you just asked me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What about you, Derek? Well, I mean, you know, I think as long as you take care of the uh, the basic necessities, the basic things, uh, like I said earlier, kind of everything else will just fall into place. Uh, Ocean Springs definitely has its own identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has things going for it that no other town has. You know, I think we're uh, definitely in a situation to where, you know, we can really see a lot of growth, you know, uh, as long as we uh, – stay grounded i guess you can say yeah you know kind of stay to that identity if you will not get too far outside and uh, you know everything else will just you know grow on its own and grow how it needs to you know we just have to do uh, everything we can as a city and as an employee of the city uh, to do it in the right way you know and make it that place that people want to come and live and visit right but we're very fortunate you know we got good yeah, schools, yeah. you know, I mean, good people, good services, right. good people. The hospital's good. Yeah, Jeez, I mean, we, yeah. Ha- we have really all the pieces in place to really, you know, really, really grow here. And I mean, mm-hmm. and you can see it. I mean, you don't have to go far to see construction sure. somewhere, you For know. Sure. So it's a really, really good time. So um, with that said, uh, you know, Raven and I, we, we wanted to do this podcast to create opportunity for people to connect. And um, 
and and to feel inspired so so that they can reach out and more people can collaborate and that's what we're doing to hopefully set an example of that and um you know the guests that we bring on we feel are doing the exact same thing so we just want to say thank you for coming on today and sharing a little bit about yourself we hope that the community will say hi to you when they see you and ask you questions if they have them and just feel feel comfortable you know with with knowing that you guys are great human beings who we're all very lucky to have in our lives and thank you. you do so much more than run a department in a classroom um your presence is always uh just a delight and it, it's it you guys are so peaceful and inviting and we just really appreciate you for everything you do well thank you yeah oh, thank absolutely you. well do y'all have questions for each other no no okay. <laughs> I just wanted to open up the table. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we talk about, yeah. like, we talked about leadership. We talked about how we think things grow in our town, like, and a little bit about y'all, but, like, what motivates y'all? Like, how can we get art into the fire department or, like, bring the fire department into your classroom? How can we make that connection? I connect with the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> how so, Dana? <laughs> um, whenever I, I I do promotions for the Billfish Classic in Biloxi, and whenever they have, nice. um, yeah, <laughs> so whenever they have leftover fish, we um, we like to donate it to. Have you ever had fish from that yeah, was donated? Yeah, yeah that was have. that was me. I made that happen. <laughs> You're <Connection>. welcome. <laughs> we need to have like a little song. I love, like, I love, ding. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Ding. Connection. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right. That's all that I have. No, I mean, I, I've certainly enjoyed uh, listening, you know, uh, learn about you and, mm -hmm. and who you are and what you do. I mean, I, I've, I've enjoyed that for sure. You Your know. boys do art projects during some of our events around here. They get the fire truck out and they put a little effort into a candy bowl and an art project. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, we try. Y'all you know? <laughs> are uh, adorable. You know, unfortunately, uh, you know, the fire service um, as a whole has really had to try to get more out there. You know, uh, we really do. I mean, you can't just you can't just sit in your station anymore. Yeah, and, you got to remember what yeah, you're fighting for. That's right. You know, you have to you got to get out and be seen. And uh, number one, let the people know what their tax dollars is going to. And, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and uh so I think it's important that we get more and more active, you know, it, and it also helps us too. I mean, recruitment is a real, real deal these days. Used to, you didn't have to recruit, you know, everybody wanted to be a fireman. Every little boy wanted to be a fireman at some point. Uh, it ain't like that no more, you know. Uh, you know, used to, you really didn't have to do a whole lot to get people to show up and take a test and, and want to join your department. Now you have to work for it. You know, mm -hmm. you have to really get out there and work for it. So that's part of it, too, getting out yeah. in the community, you know. Absolutely. Well, um, so what – how much – how are we on time? Um, we've got about, well, about 30. Okay. Yeah. So we've got questions about it. Okay, okay, one more question. Um, Five minutes. <laughs> so, you know, y'all do a lot in your lives. Y'all are – dealing with seven kids um, <laughs> um how do y'all alleviate stress how do y'all relax what is your go-to to like ease the stress i go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> you know at all me and my wife laugh about it all the time i mean you know I mean, when we nap. when we get up in the morning it starts and uh 
when we go to bed, it stops. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know. I like this simple simplicity. Yeah. Start, stop, but no, I mean, you know, we, Wish uh, we could all be like Derek. Yeah. We, we, we try to take trips and, and do things that we enjoy doing. Our, our family is very much sports oriented. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, you know, even though it is nerve wracking sometimes, I, I do. I take enjoyment out of me and my wife being together, sitting and, and watching, you know, our son play baseball or, you know, our other son play golf or football, right. you know, so I get enjoyment out of that. That's relaxing to me. Um, just, just honestly, just being away from work <laughs> and, and doing stuff with the family, yeah. you know, uh, but you know, other than that, I mean, it's just living. You know, it's just <laughs> L-I-V-I-N. Yeah, yeah. every day, you know, so, and then and, and too, you know, in, in the fire service, you don't, you don't ever know. I mean, my entire career, you can be, you've, you've get, you've gotten used to, uh, being at everybody's call. You know what I mean? You, you can be doing one thing, one second, that's very much relaxing and the next second you know you're in a fire it's crazy <laughs> you know it's chaos so i mean i've spent my entire career doing that and maybe that's maybe that's how you know why i can just kind of lay stuff down you know yeah. like i can you know so i don't know maybe i'm just a product of my environment like i'm saying you know so but that's how i do it this was a very good you, choice bringing Derek on today i oh told you he was gonna be great <laughs> so good it's like opposites. It's completely the, the crazy. She's like, family doesn't do it for me. So. <laughs> no, I, I love that. He's got seven kids. So his life is kind of just like, I mean, I deal with kids every single day. And yeah. um, people wonder why, how I can do it. Because it's always chaotic. You know, it's always crazy. And then I leave a, a school full of kids and come here to a classroom full of kids. And, and then, then I go home to Then kids. I go home to two teenagers. <laughs> so... Um, the way that I relax, I think is I chose a career that made, that I knew from the very beginning of my life, I knew that I loved art and I love being creative. So I chose to make a life of something that I love. So it doesn't really feel like work to me. And whenever I'm at school, I do understand that it's chaotic and it, it, it is stressful at times, but doing this, doing this job is actually relaxing for me. Yeah. And yeah, I'll pour myself a glass of wine when I get home. But I mean, I don't, um, I don't feel like it's something where I, I, you know, have to go out and get massages every day because I'm so stressed out. So, right. okay. which would be nice. <laughs> I mean, if it was offered. Yeah. <laughs> and if it was free. <laughs> yeah, for free. Well, I think that that's wonderful, Dana uh, and Derek, you know, you guys, you guys have very good points. You're at different points in your life a little bit. Um, you have a little bit different situations, but at the end of the day, you know, it's really just about, um, what you can handle, you know, maintaining. That's right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you're smart to have those boundaries and to know what you can handle and, and just say, you know, that's it for the day. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Lay it down. <laughs> Lay it down. <laughs> Gotta like turn that. it off. <laughs> well, cool. I think that's it. I think that was a really great podcast. Well, thank y'all for being here. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Do you feel like yes. you learned anything or, or it was a good experience for you? It was a great experience. Good, good. I okay. knew you were a little nervous, <laughs> so I'm so glad you just came and opened up. Oh, well, good. Everyone's going to love you. Good. We love you. Dana and Derek. Dana yeah. and Derek. Yeah, we might have a spinoff. Double D. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Maybe I should have said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, cut that out, Jennifer. <laughs>